Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Uh, want to first of all mention that uh, uh, check out my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. Uh, this week's edition, we had a deep jewel show on uh, the weekend. So I had my uh, friend Charlie uh, all the way from Japan uh, to discuss that. We're going to talk a little bit about about it here, but uh, we did most of the discussion on that podcast. And also, don't forget to check out my uh, blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Well, Schwan, we had two fights canceled this weekend. What the hell happened? Yeah, man, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I just This is part of the reason it's hard for women's mixed martial arts to really build momentum because it seems like there's an inordinate amount of pullouts and stuff, especially now with COVID, but it's hard to get momentum when you constantly have big fights pulled out. Okay. Well, let's just mention those. First of all, it's supposed to be Saturday. It was supposed to be Courtney Casey versus Priscilla Cachalera at flyweight. And Priscilla was cutting weight and she slipped in the bathtub and hit her head. So they had to cancel the fight. Uh, the second fight was supposed to be on the contender series actually last night. And that was supposed to be uh, Pauline Macias versus Gloria De Paula and Gloria tested positive for COVID-19 and um, they're rescheduling that for two weeks. So that'll be on the November 17th, I believe. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, uh, I was uh, uh, covering, uh, uh, talking to Charlie about the Deep Jewels show um, from Saturday. I just wanted to uh, mention that uh, briefly. And I also have one bit of news from Deep Jewels which actually came out today. And so uh, the big news on this particular show was that the main event had Jules Adam Wake champ uh, Tomo Masawa uh, win her match against uh, Hikaru Aono. She won by uh, third round uh, guillotine choke. And then Tomo retired. Okay. So they got to find a new champ, right? So um, the reason she retired, I was talking to Charlie about it, and she says, like, she's 32 years old. She's probably not going to get anywhere farther up. Like, she she is the champion there, but she's lost already to Hamsoki and Ayaka Hamasaki. So where can she go? So she might as well start a family, right? So that's what she's going to do, I guess. Um so uh, the next Deep Jewels show will be in December, but what they're going to do is they're going to do a tournament uh, in the spring. They're going to have a first part of the tournament in March and then the second part of the tournament in May. The match was kind of weird because what happened was uh, uh, Hikaru won the first two rounds and then uh, Tomo's, uh, uh, Tomo's coach yelled at her, and she got the guillotine choke in the third round. So, you know, so I don't know who all is going to be in this tournament or anything like that. Um, the rest of the show, you seem to have a lot of uh, younger fighters against older fighters. and The younger fighters seem to win all the fights. They still do two-round matches, which I hate. And uh, trying to uh, Shigeru Seiki is trying to promote a new idol, idol fighter. So that's always a waste of time. Okay, the other news that came out today, okay, so uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but uh, Deep Jewels now has a 
um, a microweight championship, which is a um, hundred pounds basically. Okay. And they, uh, they had a tournament on a reality show back, uh, back in the spring, I believe it was. And the uh, two fighters who were uh, uh, in the final, who were going to f- uh, be on the, uh, one of the Joel shows in the finals, a uh, fighter named Amp the Rocket against um, Mizuki Farouz. Okay. So they announced today that Mizuki Farouz is pregnant. <laughs> so I, I think she got married too. She's not an old fighter. She's a teenager, right? She's like 19 years old or something like that. And um, so she's, she's out and they've awarded the title belt to amp the rocket. So that was announced today. Okay. Any comment? Um, I mean, what do you say? Congratulations. I guess. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's it's one thing. It's another thing that it's also been an issue with women's mixed martial arts because it's something when people get in relationships or people get married, this can happen. And if this happens, then you know you might have a fight schedule. Now the whole card is wrecked, or a big a big fight is pulled off the card because of uh, something like this. So um, well, it's I say, but what do you? I I say blame the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's that much time stuck in the house. <laughs> All right, let's go on to this Saturday. Okay, we got a big fight at strawweight this Saturday. It's going to be Claudia Gadelia against Yan Shonan. So let's talk about these fighters before we get into talking about this. Of course, Claudia is from Brazil. She trained for many years at Nova Uniao, but a few years ago she moved to Philadelphia. And she is now training with Mark Henry in New Jersey. Okay. And the, the interesting thing, Claudia is, in my opinion, an elite fighter with major flaws. And the number one major flaw is her endurance. And another thing I noticed about her is that, you know, she's only had one finish in the UFC. You know, so, yes. you know, she's depending on her striking a lot. And I just don't think her striking is good enough for her to depend on. I might also add she had shoulder surgery last year. Okay. Now, Yan is, of course, from China. She trains at China Top Team in uh, Beijing. Uh, Her coach is former UFC fighter uh, Taekwon uh, Zhang. And uh, he last fought for the UFC in 2012. But he's now a coach. uh, Li Zhangling is uh, one of her teammates. Okay, and uh, people might find it hard to believe, but Yan Shonan is five and zero in the UFC. It's like, huh? But you know, in her last fight, she beat Carolina Kowalkiewicz, and before that, she beat Angela Hill. Obviously, this is a big step up in competition, but she's a really good striker. She's not a finisher, but she is a good striker. And I don't think – I mean, I, I expect Claudia to be favored. But if I was a betting man, I might put a few bucks on Yan Chonan. What do you think, Schwan? Yeah, um, I've noticed with uh, – it, it's a really – it's a dangerous fight. It's really a dangerous fight for Claudia because she's been in the UFC long enough and near the top long enough where it's getting to the point in this division where it's either – 
do or die. If she loses this fight, I really don't know where else she goes in this division. Um, Jan actually has a lot of upside. If Jan loses this fight, then it's a typical veteran fights a rookie. The veteran uses their experience to outclass them or outsmart them. It, a loss doesn't set her back unless it's like a crushing finish, like a knockout. Anything else doesn't set her back. All it does is force her to look at her game a little bit closer and develop it further and then take the next couple steps forward into moving into a uh, into a contending spot. So this fight doesn't have a lot of pressure for her. For Claudia Gadelia, this, has a, this is a lot of pressure. If she loses this fight, I really think she might have to switch divisions because she won't have a lot of very good options moving forward in, the, in this division. Um, I, I think I like what Mark Henry's trying to do with her. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let me ask you a question here. Is it me or does it seem like she's abandoned her ground game? Um, honestly, I, I think to a degree she has because something I've noticed, because I actually worked with one of her camps when she was with the Luttrell, Luttrell uh, Yee camp. I actually did a, I did a, I did scout work for her when she fought Carolina Kovacavich. Yeah. And um, so I have an idea of how she, her mind works. And the thing is, when she has success with her takedowns, she'll start spamming them. She'll get desperate and she'll start forcing them and taking someone down and not getting the takedown is a big waste of energy. So now she tries to be a little bit more meticulous or careful with her takedowns because she knows that she doesn't have the gas tank. I honestly think that Mark Henry has now got her fighting in a style where she, she fights in spots and the rest of the time they hope that the power or the threat of her takedowns scares the opponent off enough so she, she doesn't have to fight at pace because when she fights at pace, she gets tired. When she chases takedowns, she gets tired. So they're trying to conserve her energy and stretch it out over three rounds. Some people think her cardio has improved. It hasn't. She's no. just fighting at a lower output so, it, so she can maintain her energy. I don't know that that works against Jan. Jan That's is very what I'm physical. Thinking. She's not afraid of – she can force the pace. And, and, and Claudia, even though she, she's got good stand-up, defensively she's not sound enough where she can slow the pace down no. based on footwork and defensive carries and slips. Can I put it to you this way? I don't think her striking and her stand-up game is as good as she thinks it is. No. Do you understand what I'm a saying? A lot of her success is based on oh, she, she thinks she's a very good striker. And the thing about it is, she for that division, she's probably one of the harder hitters. So when she hits people, they either back off or they get kind of hesitant because they don't want to get hit again, and they allow her space to strike. If you feel you can take her power like Andrade does – her footwork will start falling apart. Her strikes will get kind of wild, and her defense starts falling apart. And she gets starts getting hit a lot. It's only when you respect her power. If you don't respect her power, Angela Hill didn't respect it. Angela Hill was laying the lumber to her. Jessica Andrade didn't respect it. She was laying lumber to her. Joanna Jendrick didn't respect it. She laid the lumber to her. If you're not afraid of the power, then a lot of her defense and her counters go away. Well, this and is- I don't think I don't think Jan is going to be scared of the power. No, she's. This seems like it's in her wheelhouse. Yes, you know. I'm actually thinking that that. that I was feeling that maybe Claudia might try to mix up the takedowns, like set them up with the strikes. She's gonna have to throw to the body a lot. She's gonna have to throw hard. But Schwan, she's a power puncher, punch to the body, kick to the leg. But Schwan, she hasn't dance. done if that for not, a long had, time. She. Claudia has been doing that. I understand. She hasn't done it. I'm just telling you what she has to do to have a chance of winning. If she headhunts and she can't knock this girl out, which most likely she can't, most likely she's not going to be able to. 
She's going to get tired. And unlike Angela Hill, this girl's not afraid to engage in grappling exchanges. This girl's not afraid to wrestle. Okay. Angela Hill let her off the hook because Angela Hill didn't want to get submitted taken down. I also girl- think that Yan is a very disciplined fighter, and that's indicative of her coaching. I think her coaching is really top-notch. Okay, you see the same thing with the other guy we're talking about, Li Zhang Lang. This guy doesn't, doesn't screw around. Okay, so it's one of those things that it appears that this guy, even though we don't know a whole lot about him because he's in China, okay, is a, is a pretty good coach. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention, okay, because now for her last fight, um, because the pandemic was pretty um, at its crest, like, but this was before the uh, Carolina, Carolina Kovalkiewicz fight, because the pandemic was at its uh, height in China before that fight, she was moving around a lot. Like she was going all over the place. She was going to Vegas. She was going all over the place to train for this fight because the pandemic has, has slowed down quite a bit in China. She's been able to stay at home and that could very well make a difference as well. Yeah. The thing, the thing with a lot of people forget is whether it's football, basketball, boxing, or MMA, if you don't, if you have a conditioning issue, it makes it very hard for some, someone to train you. It makes it very hard for someone to develop you because I know you, you're basically on a time clock. I, I know you only have so much energy, so you can't get you. You have to avoid wrestling exchanges. You have to avoid bad shots. You have to work the body. You have to work a jab because if you get away from any of that, your conditioning won't hold up. Not only is Jan physical, she's also got high cardio. So she she's and she's not afraid of engaging on any level. That's going to be the difference in this fight. No, it's easy her, to be poised. It's easy to show technique when you're when you when you know you have a cardio advantage. When you have a cardio advantage, you can do whatever you want because you know you can handle the pace. Claudia doesn't know what she. Claudia knows she can't handle pace. So when a fight gets out of hand, she eventually has to shut down, and that's what makes this fight dangerous. If she can't control the pace and intimidate this girl, she has no she has no chance of winning this fight. She can't win a firefight. Not with the end. Uh, the other thing is that uh, she's, she's, like you said, she's set up to go the distance. She doesn't finish, but she, you know, she hits hard enough that she could get a KO sometime. You never know, right? I don't think she can knock Claudia, but yeah, if it gets into the, I don't, I don't think the farther this fight goes, the farther this fight goes, the more likely Jan will win. Very true. And it doesn't have to be a clean knockout. If Claudia is too tired to defend herself, that's not a knockout per se, but it's a TKO stoppage. Yeah. And if she has to fight at pace, she's going to, she's going to, she's gassed. Every time somebody's made her fight at pace, she, she has tired out. It's only when she can control the pace. And I don't see how she can control the pace against a girl who's not afraid to get hit. Who's a better technical stand-up person has decent enough grappling and has a better gas tank. When you don't have a gas tank, you, you can't go for those finishes because you don't get them. You just blew a bunch of energy for nothing. So you have to fight a very a pitch perfect fight. Claudia isn't a pitch perfect fighter. Hmm. That's bad news for her. I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see. Experience, but I'll be interested to see what the way, betting odds are on this. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, with her experience and her pedigree, you have to favor her. But she didn't look great against Angela Hill. Even in the win against Marco, she didn't look great. She lost to Nina Ansara. So you have to think. Yeah. So you the experience gives her a lot of weapons. But if you just go the trend of her fights and who she's fighting, um, I, I think we might have an upset or an Possible. upset. Me and you can see the path to victory, but an upset. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a tough fight for her. 
It's a tough fight for her. Jan, the only thing about Jan is, of course, a lot of fans haven't heard of her because all her fights, except one, have been international. So that's the worst thing about this for Claudia. It's a high-risk, low-reward fight. She beats her. Nobody cares. It's not a big fight. She loses. It's, it's terrible for her standing because this girl doesn't have any cachet. This girl does not have a name. But she has talent. Yeah, but, but you know, you lose to certain people. It's like, oh, well, they're top three. They're very familiar. It doesn't hurt your reputation. It doesn't hurt your standing. You lose to some nobody, somebody who nobody knows, and nobody's aware how good they are. Well, uh, that's really damaging to where you stand. We know who she is. Yeah, but we're not the ones who pay the bills for the UFC. It's those other guys, those other rubes. That's true. Okay, we got one, uh, another one on Tuesday, the Tuesday Night Contender Series. It's going to be – this one's at uh, Strawway. It is Luana Pinero versus Stephanie Frosto. And most fans should be familiar with Stephanie because, of course, she's the younger sister of Zoila Frosto. And we've seen her in Invicta. We've seen her in uh, uh, Bellator. We've seen her in Combat Americas. She's in big trouble here, okay? Uh, did you I, uh, did you watch any of Luana's fights? She likes to finish. <laughs> yeah. So she's from Bella. She's, with, uh, she, she, hold on a sec. She's from Bella Horizonte, Brazil. She trains at DD Rhino is the name of the place, and she's seven and one. Now she has international experience. Her last three fights were in uh, Brave CF, which is in the Middle East. Her other fight I think was in Bahrain. And uh, she beat uh, Helen Harper. And the one thing I will say about this girl, she likes to finish. Okay, so take it from there. Yeah, I would. The biggest concern I have for Stephanie is she doesn't. She seem if you look, look through her record, it seems like she has issues with girls who have some athleticism and some physicality. Um, and her losses, it's most of her losses are to girls like Ashley Cummins, like. Women who have some size, who have some athleticism, and, and can get physically dominant. That's a bad sign because Luana is basically an athletic, strong, physical fighter. She doesn't have great stand-up. She doesn't transition very well, but she's a very good grappler. She's physically strong, and she's dynamic in getting takedowns. Now, she hasn't faced the base competition, but the, it's the way she's beaten them. It hasn't been close. It hasn't no. been competitive. It's basically been her getting her somebody and just trucking them. And while while... Now she now she's I don't know that she has now she she beat like I said she beat Helen Harper and I don't think Stephanie is any better than Helen Harper. No, I, I don't think so either. I think Stephanie's got a lot more experience, but in in seeing the experience and she's she's seen a little bit of everything, so she won't be caught off guard, she won't be maybe intimidated. But there's a trend when she's facing a certain caliber of grappler or she's facing a certain caliber of athlete she tends to have problems because stephanie's not a great athlete not to me she's a decent one not great she doesn't hit super hard she's not super strong she's not super explosive and and she's 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 got the striking advantage but i don't know how how much of an advantage it is because defensively i don't think she's great either i think when somebody applies pressure her defense falls apart yeah so if she can keep the fight on the ground on the feet she should be able to out hustle this girl but if this girl gets her hands on her I fully expect her to take her down and just beat the hell out of her. Okay, now the thing I want to point out, the thing I want to point out is that usually on the contender series, they do deliberate mismatches, okay? On last night's 
contender series, there were four fights. They were all mismatches and white gave out four contracts. Okay. So yeah, he, he tries to market for them really high. Yeah. So, uh, people are going to say, Oh, it's a mismatch. Well, it's on the contender series. It's supposed to be a mismatch. So that's the whole point. That's the whole point. So, yeah, it, it does service because he wants to put them in again. He wants to use them to either become stars or be stepping stones for his more established fighters. So he has to put them in with somebody who they can blow out. So everybody's like, oh, they're ready for the UFC level. Look how they dominated. Yeah. But if you look closer at the record, like in this record, you see Stephanie, she's got so many more fights, but she's, she's barely a 500 fighter. Yeah. That's I think not she's a eight and six, right? And he's lost against. She's like eight and yep, six. And the girl she lost to, yep, and all the girls she's lost to fit the same description of the girl she's going to be fighting. It's, it's a concern for anybody who's got common sense. I'm not saying she can't win it. It's just, given her history, her history says she does not win this fight. All right, that's what I figured, too. Um, so, that's about it. Is there anything else you want to uh, talk about? Yeah, I've been uh, reading about the Cindy Cavio, you know, how her fight against um, Lauren Murphy was canceled. And I know originally you told me that you thought Cal that Murphy was ducking certain fights and not wanting to take certain fights. Yeah. And after listening to Calvillo talk, she said she said the fight would have been put off for a couple of weeks, and that Lauren just went ahead with this fight anyways. It really seems like she was she had a premeditated idea of what she wanted to do. Who's that, Lauren Murphy? And you're talking she was about? Trying to, it's, yeah, yeah. It seems like she was trying to take the easy way out. I'm not saying she did, but it seems like it because Cindy Calvillo makes it seem like oh we could just have the fight next week or the week after, which isn't a long time as far as money goes. It seems like Lauren Murphy's like, oh, I got delivered a gift. Let me get this easy win, mm. and that gives me four wins, and now I can a title shot. It seems like she's trying to game the system. I don't have a problem with it, but it makes some of her complaints hit a little less harder now because it's like, well, you're trying to get over on the system too. Like, maybe you don't want to fight the best. Maybe you're just trying to get the easiest path to the, to the title that you can because she still hasn't beaten a top 10 fighter in all the people she's fought yet. It's why I also think she was offered to fight with JoJo. All right. Why do you think I asked that question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I figured you knew something. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I, I. I don't think she's a very good fighter. Okay. You know, and it's like you said, she whines a yeah. lot. She's looking to game the system and that kind of thing there. And I, I'm not. I don't respect her as a fighter. Okay, because she does that kind of stuff. Okay, so I'm not particularly surprised by that. Um, anything else? You've been uh, yeah, yeah. going on about Shanette uh, Kavanaugh the last few days. Yeah, I did an article. Well, I, I was basically listing some reasons why they should have the fight. And a lot of people were telling me that they don't think she can win it. But I, I'm going from a business sense, and I'm going from a sense of an interesting matchup. The Bellator, they want the, the Kat Zingano fight, but Kat, Kat Zingano didn't look good in her last fight. They need another fight for her to kind of put – some wins together and kind of find her footing. Leslie Smith is already beaten by Cyborg. I don't know if they can sell that right away. Sinead's coming off. She's on a two-fight win streak. One of the only losses she had was by a cut. You can spin those things. You can create some interest for that fight. Yeah. Cyborg's a striker. This is a five-time national boxing champion. I'm not saying it's the best fight. I'm not saying it's the sexiest fight. But they, need a, they can't have her down for six months. They need an opponent. They need someone who they can sell a, a storyline with. Five-time national boxing champion against the best striker in WMMA, Cyborg. Listen, there's only one fighter who would be competitive 
with Chris Cyborg, and we all know who that is, right? That's Amanda Nunez. And she had the opportunity when she was still in the UFC to get a rematch, and she turned it down. And now she's yammering about, oh, they should do a cross-promotional fight, and blah, 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 blah. And you know what I say about her? She's full of shit. Okay? That's the bottom line. Well, so I don't... I'm not going to hate... I, I'm never going to hate her. Because if she's in a position that's better for her, and I assume she's making more in Bellator, then I wouldn't take a tough fight for less money when I know I can go somewhere else and make more money. I, I just wouldn't yeah, do it. Not but you can't career. do that and then say, oh, I want that fight after the fact. I mean, you, you shouldn't do that. Well, but but she's do doing want. it all I the mean, time. She's still doing that. I feel, I feel like I feel like when you get to a certain point in any career, now you can't act like you're maybe the baddest, and I don't think a lot of people think she still is, but I think you have the option of saying, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and making sure the terms fit who you are because she didn't have to take the fight with Nunes. She chose to take the fight with Nunes. She didn't have to. She did Nunes a favor. She could have just avoided Nunes. They wouldn't have forced her to take yeah. the fight. She could have just kept beating up listen, people. Listen, the fight didn't more, If she would have beat Nunes, wouldn't if she no listen, if she would have beat Nunes, that wouldn't have done much for her cyborg. Nunes beating her was great for her career. So it was a high risk, low reward fight for her. She took it on nonetheless. I can understand her saying, you know what, I'm not letting anybody dictate to me anymore. You pay me the money I want, we can talk. Otherwise, I'm going somewhere else. I feel like she's yeah, earned that right at this the, point. The in her only career. problem with that, I'll just give you my opinion on it. I don't think she really wants it in this fight. I think she wants to be fight tomato cans. That's what she wants. Okay, she doesn't say that, but her actions speak louder than words. Okay, and I can I can I can respect that position. Okay, and in that division, other than Amanda Nunez and Chris Cyborg, all you got is tomato cans. Okay, including the girl you. I don't I don't think they're tomato. I I don't necessarily think they're tomato cans, but I do think. Bellator needs to keep to make the most of the money they paid her. They need to keep her active. There's nobody else on the cur- currently on a win streak, and you, I could craft a storyline to make that fight palatable. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, maybe maybe Sinead does lose, but she wants to fight. She wants to fight. She's on a win streak. She has the background of striking that would justify some kind of some kind of storyline that, that Cyborg struggles with strikers, and they could have the fight, and it would it would at least. Do decent business because yeah. it's going to be the fight you want to see for Cyborg. Strike I just it. don't really give a shit anymore about Chris Cyborg. <laughs> okay, I I think most of the time she's lying. Okay, about this stuff. All right. Yeah, you are not one of her biggest fans. No, because I think you know the funny thing is be- I put, I put the article in her because the problem is. She and Tito Ortiz sabotaged her career. All she needed to do back in 2013 when the UFC got into women's MMA, all she had to do was drop to 135. And she agreed to do it. But then she moved to the U.S. and Tito Ortiz became her manager. And Ortiz hates Dana White. And he decided to screw things up for her. And that's really what happened. No offense, but I, I don't I don't know why she went to UFC anyway. I would not go to an organization where they let multiple people call me names and criticize yeah. me in public. That that organization that 
that organization does not listen, have your you, best interest in it. Listen, they're going to back on, you like that. You know the answer to that as well as I do. Money. I don't. That's fine. I just wouldn't went to Bellator well, in the first place. I, I just wouldn't do it. At the time, because at the what, time they really hadn't. This is where my problem with her comes. In. At, yeah, but the problem was I don't mind her the, doing what she's doing now. The problem was at the time, um, and I'm talking about back then. At the time, she actually agreed to drop to 135. Okay, she just. I I, I understand that completely. I'm saying she shouldn't have done it. I'm saying I don't agree to do anything with them. I will not go and work for an employer who who is openly letting their star bash me, call me, basically wander lay an address. I'm not doing that. That well, organization is not looking out for you. That is. You want to know what that. the problem now, is? That's where my problem. You want to know what the problem is? That didn't start. My that problem, didn't start. No, but that didn't me, start happening until after she signed. And, and I don't I agree with that. And but I don't my whole point is doing you, stuff like that. But the point is, the thing about it, she pissed them off. Go ahead. I don't care if you piss somebody off. There's a professional or aspect. Let me be more specific. Tito Ortiz pissed them off. Well, that's even worse on Dana Park's part because you're taking it out on the fighter. I'm not defending it. I'm just telling you what I mean. That's like. That's like me being crappy to a 10-year-old because I don't like their parents. That's inexcusable. And that's where my problem that's where my problem with Chris Cyborg comes in. My whole logic is if you know someone doesn't respect you, if you know they don't value you, don't sign with them. Then when you leave, start complaining. She went, the UFC treated me badly. They didn't like you in the first place. So you shouldn't have signed there. Yeah. That's my problem with her. You're complaining Listen, about something. The that money, you- the money, the money, man. You, you can say that all you want. Then take the money and shut Huh? Take the money and shut up. I turned down. I've, I've turned down better paying jobs because I don't want to deal with shit. It, the fight and business I, I got, is she different. She don't have. She don't have. The four fight kids. business is different. You know that. She don't have four kids. She, she does not have four kids to pay for. I do. Well. <laughs> so our bills are total. Yeah. Well, listen. She wanted the money. That's why she signed with that. Okay. But her mistake was not dropping to 135. And, you know, she could do that. She could still do that if she wanted to because she doesn't balloon up to 170 pounds now. All right? Her, her nutritionist, will hire, he won't let her get any higher than, like, I think, 155. So that was a big issue. Was it the same nutritionist? Different one. Was that the same nutritionist? Nutri- no. Okay, because back then she could barely make 140. No. She had a different one back then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she could barely make 140 back then. The point is, she was in bath. The, the point. The point is, I my point has always been this: she agreed to do it, and then she went back on it. She tried to claim that it was a health problem, and it was never true. It was all lies. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I supposed to think of that? You know. So that's my problem with her. I. I'm- that's fair enough. I, I just I I don't I don't begr- I don't begrudge her that. I don't begrudge the UFC that. I just had certain issues with the way things were done business. If you want to make a stand, make a stand. Once you take the money, your complaint lessen to me because you took the that's money. And when you right. take the money, you and take that's everything. That's why comes she with it. did what the exact opposite of what you suggest she should do. I don't disagree with you, but I know why she did it. She wanted the money. You know, it's very simple. 
Yeah, I, that's, I would. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Enough, 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 enough. You know, listen, I don't agree. I, the one thing I will say about this, what I've said all along about her is this. She doesn't really want competitive fights, okay? And if she wanted, you know, and, and I don't think there's enough, because if she wanted competitive fights, she would have dropped to 135. Okay, because there really isn't any competition to speak of at 145. It's as simple as that. No, fans, but one there, one there, outside of Amanda Nunes, at 135, who the hell's beating her there? As I said, you don't know what kind of fighter she is at 135. That's one of the reasons she didn't want to drop to 135. She, <clears throat> people kept asking me, what's she going to be like? What's she, what, what's she going to be like at 135? So I'll let you know if she does it, because sometimes when you change to a different weight, you know, you lose something or you gain something. And one of her nutritionists, one guy who was, one guy who was her nutritionist for a while, George Lockhart, you know him, right? George said that George said that. that she didn't think she'd be as good at 135, and that's why she'd want to do it. Well, but that's a lot of fighters. I agree that it's a lot of fighters. For that reason, I agree that it's a lot of fighters. And if that's the reason, just say so. You don't have to give all this bullshit. And secondly, I I, I remember didn't Ronda Rousey start out at 145. Why don't you just stay at 145 and fight Cyborg instead of fighting Misha? You want to know why? She took an easier because fight. Because Cyborg got suspended for drugs. Why? And in fact, eh, you say you can beat somebody. If no, you no, say no, you can beat no, somebody, no. Did a lot of drugs. It's because Cyborg got suspended for drugs, okay? And what, what uh, Strike Force tried to do is they tried to go to the California State Athletic Commission and get them to shorten the suspension so they could do that fight, but they wouldn't shorten it. Okay, so by the time... So just fighter, fighter. Sorry? Fighter. Why don't you just fight her a year later in a super fight? Just move back up and get two belts. Ronda could have been the first double champ. UFC didn't want to do that. That had nothing to do with her. Ah... Ah. Had nothing to do with her. They didn't want to do it. They wanted Cyborg to drop to 135. Ah. That I'm just telling you. Ah. I'm just telling you. You're telling me you want somebody who's you want, you're telling me to somebody you want somebody to fight at bantamweight who's not a bantamweight, but you won't let the bantamweight who started at they, featherweight they, fight. They featherweight. didn't want to do it. What they wanted, <laughs> what they wanted Cyborg to do was go down to Invicta and drop to 135. That's what they. Uh, that's why. They signed her, and they told her that's what they wanted her to do. Okay? And she didn't end up doing it. You know? I wouldn't do it either. Screw Dana White. I'm just saying that's what happened. He was wrong, but she was wrong too. Okay? You don't promise. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Why? She promised to do it, and she decided yeah. not to do it, and she didn't tell him why she didn't want to do it. Instead, they came up with this Michigas, you know, it looked like a, a dog and pony shell, for God's sake. You know, it was all nonsense. All of it. The truth was, she didn't think she'd be as good a fighter at 135. That's the truth. Okay? So, hmm. you know, what am I supposed to tell you? 
right. Anyway, enough. Hey, you know, those, those are the facts. I can't... Sorry? I said those are the facts. I can't argue. Facts are That's the facts. right. Anyways, enough of that. I don't want to talk about that no more. You got anything else you want to talk about? Who's that? Is? No, that's it, sir. Okay. Again, uh, don't forget to check out my other podcast, Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast. Did it on Tuesday. Uh, if you uh, have and my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can uh, leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.